All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Today is Saturday, May 1st, 2021, and we have quite a bit to jump into, so let's uh, let's get into it. Now, first off, LeBron James. Okay, so there was an issue last week with regards to what LeBron James did, and I'll explain as much to the extent in which I know the context of the situation. So, the reason why I bring this up is because we have to be consistent and we have to call things like they are, right? <clears throat> as, as we always do on the show. Now, there was a shooting, I, I believe a week or a week and a half ago in, um, in, uh, in, in, in the United States. And LeBron James tweeted a picture of the officer who allegedly murdered this, uh, this kid and um, basically put the picture out there on Twitter with the hashtag, you're next. Now, here's the thing about that. To give some context, he put hashtag your next with an hourglass emoji. Now, if you don't know about the your next Nike's uh, Nike campaign, then that is a very vague implication and could very well be inciting violence. Now, the Los Angeles Police Department has formally requested that the NBA investigate LeBron James for this tweet. Now, he did take the tweet down, but here's the thing. He basically said, long story short, he's like, I took the tweet down, but everyone should know what this means and this and that. But what about the people that don't, man? What about the people that don't? I know you have a big following, but not everybody follows sports. So if someone doesn't follow sports and they see LeBron James just tweeted, you know, you're next with an hourglass emoji symbol and a picture of the police officer. My gosh, like that's that's not good at all. Like that's really bad. And the thing is too, ultimately, I mean... That can mean so many things. It can mean peaceful things. It can mean violent things. Now, people will say, okay, Dave, if you're criticizing LeBron, then you have to criticize those on the far right that incite violence. And I will say, absolutely, I do. We have to be consistent. We have to be fair. At the same time, did LeBron do the right thing by taking it down? Yes. But at that point, I think it was something like a quarter million or more had favorited the tweet. And when people... Usually on Twitter, the way it works is that it's usually like double the amount of people that have viewed the tweet relative to who favorited or liked it. So let's just put it this way. If just north of a quarter million people favorited the tweet, you can bet give or take a million people saw it when he tweeted it, not to mention when the news stories covered it too. Now, look, at the end of the day, is did he mean uh, any negative violence? I... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say yes, but I also don't want to say no because he's tweeted other things too where he said things like, you know, I'm very angry about the way black people are treated in America by police. And look, to, to a very certain extent, I agree with him. There's, there's unfairness. There, there definitely is. But at the same time, to tweet a picture of the cop and say, hashtag, you're next with an hourglass, doesn't matter if that's part of a Nike campaign. What about the people that don't know about that campaign? You got a real problem there, man. So anyways, let's, uh, let, let's move on from that. So the next thing is that Gavin Newsom is uh, going to officially have a recall election after the petition to get him voted out has surged into the many millions of signatures. So there was a petition. It started last year. I don't know specifically when last year to get Gavin Newsom as the governor of California out and to have a snap election or a recall election, if you will. Now, this is coming from the people within Cal the state of California. These signatures must be verified from people living there because you can't have people from New York saying, hey, we want Gavin Newsom out because you don't belong there, right? So it tells you something. When people in California who are generally very democratically leaning want him out, you see, and by the way, I think he's Nancy Pelosi's nephew or son-in-law or step, something like that. But you see how they all keep the power in that circle there. Uh, the next thing is that the CDC says that fully vaccinated people do not need masks outdoors. Well, I mean, wasn't that the idea? Like, what did you think? I mean, 
I, I guess, no shit, Sherlock. Like, thanks for telling us, but wasn't that the goal? I mean, seriously, wasn't the whole idea to base it, like, once you got your second shot, in theory, you're fine? So, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get, don't, I don't want to get riled up on that, so I don't want to jump into that too much. But uh, the next thing is that astronaut Michael Collins from the Apollo 11 died at 90 years old. It's unfortunate, but you know what, like I say, if you, you hit your 90s, that's, I'm not trying to sound gloomy, but that, that's, not a, that's not a bad age to go at if you hit your 90s. Um, the next thing is that federal agents got a search warrant to search and raid Rudy Giuliani's home, allegedly having to do with the whole Ukraine situation. Okay, here's the thing. First off, I am not a legal scholar by any metric, but I want to make something very clear. It is, from my understanding, in the West, and even in Europe too, it is very, very difficult to get a warrant from a judge to raid and search the house or the property of a lawyer, let alone, uh, you know, just a regular citizen, right? Because you need probable cause and things like this. It's one of two things. Either Giuliani and Trump's circle is being, you know, is... Um, is being attacked, so to speak, as a way to kind of, you know, an attempt to sort of um, suppress them, or they do actually have something on Giuliani. So let's see what happens here. I will keep all of you updated on that. Uh, Giuliani is making appearances on like Fox and things like that, saying that, you know, he's done absolutely nothing wrong and stuff. I do have to say, there have been massive cover-ups in the Bush and Obama administration that is nothing compared to, it, let's just say, for, hypothetically, Rudy's guilty. There have been cover-ups in the Bush and Obama administration, and especially those on Patreon, you'll know what I'm talking about that um, that really got covered up that no one was found guilty of. And I'm not saying that Bush or Obama were directly responsible. I'm just saying you look at those administrations and there's a lot of things that happened that were very bad that are far worse than anything Rudy did. I mean, allegedly. Now, again, if Rudy went to Ukraine and murdered a bunch of people, then we don't know about that. But <laughs> you know what I mean? So Anyways, uh, the next thing is that the Declaration of Independence from 1776 can now be purchased as a stock, which is definitely interesting. I think they issued 80,000 shares. Um, I, I don't know. I think the IPO, the initial public offering started at about 10 or no, 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 no. I think it was one or two million dollars worth. I mean, look, I guess if you want to own a, a small piece of the original 1776 um, Declaration of Independence, the Emancipation Proclamation. I guess, I mean, I guess it'll go up in value over time. I, I seriously, I mean, I, if, if look, it go, if it, go, if it goes up in value, I mean, for crying out loud, I'll invest in a, you know, in a bowl of cereal if it goes up in value. So, Hey, uh, the next thing is that reality TV star, Josh Dugar was arrested on federal charges. Um, yeah, he pleaded not guilty and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not going to get into that because who cares? He's a human being like everyone else who got arrested on, on trafficking charges. Right. So, uh, the next thing is that I think it was trafficking. Don't, yeah. Uh, the next thing is that George Bush said he's troubled by the capacity of people to spread all kinds of untruths. Oof. Look, Bush has to sit this one out. He's got to sit this one out. His administration coming. He. This is coming from the guy who spread the lie about the Iraq war, WMD. So he should sit down on this one. He should not make any comments. This is what makes me laugh. This is why people do not watch the mainstream media. And, and the, the establishment wonders, oh, why aren't they watching? You're telling me people, you, they don't know why people are not watching? It's because people say shit like this. People are not... Um, as naive as say 30 40 years ago when all you had was you know the the local newspaper in town the local radio station the local tv station and that's it and then every form of news was was controlled through that right and so this is why um and this leads to a bigger picture too about how the corporations are trying to corporatize you know independent media and stuff like that um the next thing is that the washington post officially stopped counting biden's lies okay th the reason why i have a problem with this is 
look, the Washington Post is basically going by the motto now, you can't lie if you don't talk sort of motto. And you might be saying, Dave, what do you mean? Well, Joe Biden, the Washington Post said they're going to stop counting Joe Biden's lies because they basically said that Joe Biden has his whole team behind him, like Jen Psaki and, you know, the chief of staff and many other people speaking on behalf of him. So the Washington Post is basically saying these people are such prominent officials within the United States government that we do not need to fact check them because we trust the fact that if the same information is coming from multiple sources in Biden's uh, administration, he must be telling the truth. And on top of that, because Biden doesn't speak much, then it's much harder to fact check him and this and that whoa what like it's 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 like and the other thing too is that the washington post i have this written down here also said they're going to stop fact checking biden when he does speak the odd time that he does speak because they are quote relatively uh, joe biden's lies are relatively small compared to his predecessor now look people are acting like you know, Trump uh, saying BS things here and there. People are acting, if he did, you know, again, that's up for debate, but people are acting like politicians have never lied before. They're acting like Trump is the first one to ever do it. Just because he didn't have an orthodox way, and I'm not trying to, you know, lean it one way or the other, but just because he didn't have an orthodox way of doing things doesn't make him some unique liar compared to other politicians. What, George Bush didn't lie? Reagan didn't lie? Bill Clinton didn't lie out of his ass? Like, you see what I'm saying here? With that being said, too, I also want to make it clear that it's this is I'm hesitant to give this example, but I will because I think people need to understand the context. It's like saying the amount of Jewish people murdered in the Holocaust is relatively small, according to the Nazis. Right. And I'm not trying to compare the Nazis to the Washington Post, but it's that same concept. It's like, oh, well, you know. My, my new my new dog that I just got, he doesn't take as many dumps as the other dog I have. So, you know, I'm going to stop seeing I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop training him to go take a shit outside because, you know, his dumps are relatively small compared to the other, you know, shits that the other dog takes. Oh my gosh, that was a bad example. But you guys see what I'm saying, right? This is why it's all perception. This is why I feel obligated and I, but I enjoy it. But I feel obligated to do these cracking episodes because we have to show in an unbiased way, as unbiased as we could get relative to the the validity of a story that's out there in the world, how accurate one could be, right? So the next thing, and hopefully that dog shitting wasn't a bad example, but, but you know what I mean. Uh, the next thing is that dozens were killed in religious festival in Israel. Yeah, so um, again, I'm just catching up. I'm sure many of you have heard about this in the last few days. There was a mass religious gathering, and there seemed to be a structure that cannot hold so many people. And I believe 44 people died, a couple hundred were injured, and it is the uh, most tragic death within Israel in uh, modern history, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe it is. And it's very unfortunate to see. Now, they did say Israeli's health minister was telling people not to go to this event because of COVID and things like that, but about 60% of um, of Israelis in, uh, in the country of Israel have been vaccinated. So, I mean, hey, again, assuming the virus is real and all that, at that point, I mean, when the majority of the country is doing, uh, you know, has taken the vaccine, again, we're just going with the hypothetical, assuming the vaccine works, the virus is real and all that stuff, then... Uh, I mean, people could do what they want, I guess, right? Uh, the next thing is that as the U.S. withdraws from Afghanistan, Al-Qaeda vowed a, quote, war on all fronts, end quote. Look, I want to see what kind of war Al-Qaeda is going to start when 
those soldiers are have basically been replaced with 18,000 contractors from uh, you know private contractors because i mean here's the thing the soldiers in afghanistan and i know many of you have served and and know much more than i do from my understanding they were still there to keep the peace because you know the taliban was going to take over if they left it was going to leave a void or a vacuum if you will again it comes down to perspective of opinion and politics so do we uh, or sorry does america excuse me take the perspective of we should leave them alone, and if the Taliban takes over, it's not our problem, much more of a nationalist or populist perspective, or is it, well, we shouldn't have gone there, but since we are there, we uh, we should stay because the, these innocent people need our help. It's hard to say. Now, the question then becomes, will the contractors that the uh, the Pentagon has basically awarded billions of dollars to, will the ones that stay there and the ones that are still going there on new contracts, will they defend the local people or will they be there strictly for, you know, business as for business sake? And I say that with air quotes, right? So uh, the next thing is that um, the media has ignored a massive gas spill in, uh, in America. There was a huge gas spill and... Look, they're just not covering it. It's as simple as that. They're not covering it. And it's unfortunate to see because, again, I'm a, I don't want to say I'm a big environment guy. I, I respect nature. I understand the necessity sometimes if you're building a housing complex or something like this. But uh, some of you might disagree with me on that, and that's totally cool. But I, I respect nature. So when I see these unnecessary things, you know, whether or not these um, these gas bills actually do uh, infect the... Um, the, the nature, the way that they say it does. But anyways, that's not even... I just don't want to see humans fuck shit up, basically. But I guess it's a little too late for that. Pardon my, my French there. Uh, the next thing is that uh, southern Madagascar, uh, people living in southern Madagascar, are being forced to eat leaves and locusts for survival. I mean... Shit, that, that, that's unfortunate to, to hear. Uh, again, there's a massive issue with starvation and poverty. Uh, I don't want to get into it again because we all know that it could be solved by just one country helping out, but they won't because there's no economic, strategic, militaristic, financial interest. So, you know, why do it? Um, that's just the reality. The next thing is that the United Nations has called for the restoration of democracy in Myanmar. And the uh, Myanmar's ambassador to the United Nations says the coup has to succeed, I think. They want the coup to succeed. I, th I think that's what he said, or fail. Anyways, the, it's a, long story short, it doesn't even matter. It's a mess over there. So when we when we look at that, it, it's like coups happen in countries. When people are not happy with what's going on in their country, you know, coups happen, especially in countries not as as developed as as you um, if, if you will. But the question then becomes, what will come of this with regards to Myanmar? Is, is the CIA involved? Right? What's going on behind the scenes? Is there another intelligence agency trying to work against or work with the CIA? Right. So there's a lot of different things we have to look at there too. Um, the next thing is that a suicide bomb killed 21 people in Afghanistan's Logar province. Again, going back to what we we're saying, if soldiers were still there, is it possible it could have been prevented or maybe not? But, you know, the, again, if you live in a country where you cannot leave the country and you do not agree with anything that's going on there, that is truly when, pardon my English here, that is when you are royally fucked. And I'm, I feel very sorry for you. And I, I, I truly do. Now, if there are people that live in a country that is a war-torn country, but they want to still live there 
then hey, so be it, right? But the people that have families and stuff there that don't want to live there whatsoever, that's the issue, right? And the question becomes, what do you do? And it comes back to interpretation of policies and perspective, right? Uh, the next thing is that Australia has banned and even has, even has gone as far as to criminalize anyone who tries to fly into Australia from India, basically saying that, you know, they, they've scrapped all the flights, but if anyone even tries to smuggle their, their themselves into Australia, it will be a federal offense instead of just a, hey, you know, you shouldn't be here kind of thing. So, I mean, look, it's their country. They could do what they want. I mean, that's the... Um, I mean, that's that's the perspective I generally take. I don't want to be black and white and oversimplify it. But again, if it's their country, just like I, I do in a much more contextual, smaller situation, like with people wanting to wear masks in a certain town, you make the town take a vote, you know, uh, assuming the vote's not going to be rigged. Do you want to wear the masks or not? Simple, right? And if not even a vote, if it's simple, if you don't want to wear one, you don't wear one, right? And it's the same idea here. Countries on a much bigger scale, they do what they want. I mean, again, as long as it doesn't affect other, it's, it's complicated, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, the next thing is that the actor Elliot Page says that uh, her trans surgery was life-saving. Okay, I have nothing wrong with, um, I have nothing against uh, uh, gay people, trans people, the LGBTQ community, as many of you, as all of you know, hopefully. Um, it's, I mean, hey, I mean, good, good, for, good for him or her, I, I guess. Um, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic or, or funny or anything like that. Uh, if people, look, if, if they want to transition, let, let them do it. I, I don't, as long as it doesn't affect me, let them do it. That, that's my humble opinion. So um, that's, uh, that's about it. The, the next thing is that Amazon's profits have basically tripled. At this rate, Jeff Bezos will literally become the world's first trillionaire, at least publicly. If you, you know, apparently Putin is one and, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Amazon's profits have definitely tripled. And at least on a public level, relative to who we know on, you know, the Forbes official list and all that, if we don't count the Rothschilds, Rockefellers and all that, um, Jeff Bezos will become, is on track to become the world's first trillionaire. Look, it's a capitalistic market, right? As to whether or not Amazon should be broken up, this is an interesting thing. Should there be some uh, law implemented in the West where if a company gets to a massive size, there will be consideration for a breakup of sorts? I mean, hey, you'd have to grow the company to a large size in order for there to be some type of, I guess, regulatory committee uh, inquiry, right? It's not that if you grow a company from nothing to a million dollar company or a 10 million or even a hundred million dollar company, it's it's like, oh, we should break it up because it's getting too big. No, it has to be a multi-billion dollar in the tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars. And that's, and I personally don't necessarily agree with that, but it, it's, it's tough. And it's not even about socialism versus capitalism or anything like this. It comes down to finding that right balance, right? It's not even about paying taxes. It's just about how much cash can you sit on and do nothing with it when you could stimulate the economy. Now, I'm not an economist. I don't mean to pretend to be one, but it is a strong debate. And, and that's the other thing too. There's so many, uh, this has been one of the lifelong economic questions in modern human history, right? Do you, does a balance generally tend to work some regulations? And if a company gets super big, you break it up. I mean, I don't know, but at the same time that goes against pure theoretical capitalistic, uh, endeavors. So it's, it's hard to say. Uh, the next thing is that Polish scientists discovered a pregnant Egyptian mummy, which is, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in there in today's news because, you know, we always hear negative, 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 right? It's nice to throw in something, you know, not necessarily positive, but something kind of cool to, to find. Um, 
And the final thing, now this is interesting, the media, the mainstream media is now reporting this, but independent websites are. So take this with a grain of salt, folks, because I, I, I cannot verify this myself yet, but I will look into it. A 15-year-old boy allegedly had a heart attack two days after taking the Pfizer vaccine with no medical history of issues or allergies or anything of the sort. Well, I mean... Uh, it, Assuming this is the case, this is the type of stuff I was talking about with regards to the vaccine, which is why I won't get it. Now, let's put aside all the things we found and we've, you know, we talk about on the show and and we share in the group chats if you're a member and stuff like that. Let's just put it aside, folks, just for a second, okay? If I, I will tell you now, in my humble opinion, in a in a hypothetical world where there, you know, the vaccine is good, the virus is real, this and that. Would I get the vaccine? Still no. And I'll tell you why. I just don't trust it yet. I just don't trust it. And that's, and what you might just say, you might be saying, oh, Dave, you said yet. Look, I'm saying in a hypothetical world, folks. So if I were to get it, I don't trust it. But in reality, I'm not. But if we're playing devil's advocate just to play both sides, that that's what I would do personally. And I think many of you would, would agree with me. So again, there's so much stuff going on about the COVID thing that that's one of the reasons why a couple weeks ago, I told you guys, I didn't want to do a, a Kraken episode because the entire news, everything, mainstream media, even independent media all around the world, not just Western media was COVID, 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 COVID. It was like, come on, right? So anyways, that's it for today. I figured I'd put this out today uh, being Saturday because we have a lot coming tomorrow, public episode, and then we got members episode, and then we have a, a Zoom call in the evening for the members. So uh, let me know what, um, uh, what you guys think, and we'll catch all of you uh, tomorrow. Cheers.